This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thanks for being with us on this Saturday morning. As you know, the plans to bring in pay parking at Spanish banks in Vancouver have been put on hold for now. Uh, Good news for anybody who drives to that part of the city who enjoys the park and the beaches, particularly in the summertime. But what about parking at other key destinations and parks throughout the city? Should locals get a break when they park at Vancouver parks? Well, joining us to talk about this idea is Park Board Vice Chair Catherine Evans, and she is on the line with us now. Catherine, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, You have put forward a motion or an idea of a discount for locals for Vancouver Parks. Uh, Can you explain for us a little bit what that would look like? Yeah, it's um, parking passes are something that the uh, Park Board does issue already. Um, You can buy a, a pass for a particular lot. I've talked to people who sail out of Jericho, for example, and they buy a pass for that lot for the the summer season. And it's um, about, I think, $87 or something like that for the summer. And uh, it enables them to park whenever they go sailing uh, for as as long as they need to park. Um, And so I thought about extending that maybe to include more than one um, parking lot or maybe all of them. Certainly one of the the problems that I heard when when the issue of the uh, Spanish banks parking was um, uh, being discussed by people was that they felt that they couldn't uh, go to Stanley Parks, that, that, you know, uh, Spanish banks was the last place they could go because they felt completely shut out of other places because they couldn't afford it. So that meant, that said to me that it's um, not just about Spanish banks, the issue of access, but it's about access to other parks. And, and I don't think our, our residents should be shut out of their own parks because they feel they can't afford to go. No, definitely. Although there is a bit of a difference in that Stanley Park is, is more accessible by transit and there are, it's easier to get there. Whereas Spanish banks, if you're taking the dog, if you're taking the kids to the beach, it's not as though there's regular transit service or, or an easy way to get there. That's true for, for some parts of Stanley Park, but uh, not all of it, for sure. Um, but it's just the case that if you're going to the, many people said, if I'm go to, going to the beach or even to the park with a family and we have um, picnic things and such like that, taking a car becomes kind of essential for some of them. Uh, not for everybody, uh, but for, for some. And um, it shouldn't be just one place that they feel that they can go. And that kind of distorts the use of our parks as well. And I think there should be, people should be making a choice based on on where they want to go rather than simply what's free for now. And as you point out, it's free for now, but it probably won't stay that way. Right. Uh, when you talk about that, so so if you wanted, and using the Jericho as an example, so if somebody pays the $87, they can get a season pass. If you wanted to do that, though, can you currently do that, say, if Stanley Park is somewhere that you go all of the time? Can you pay the $87 and get a pass for that area? It uh, wouldn't necessarily be $87, but people can get passes, yes. But the, again, it's sort of specific to a park. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's the kind of thing I'm hoping that the park board will consider is, you know, a variety of kinds of passes. Um, And particularly, uh, we don't have one that would be specific for low-income people. In the same way that we have, um, when people go to community centers, if they're very low-income, there is what's called a leisure access card that that is available to very low-income people, which does enable them to participate at community centers that they wouldn't be able to to go to otherwise, the programs. Um, So I would also like that kind of... um, 
opportunity to be available through the parking passes. Um, I'm not trying to encourage people to take cars in any in any way, but I think that it's inevitable that the times that some people do, and um, I would really hope that um, that both Vancouver residents, you know, that we make our parks affordable for people and that we ensure that they have access to them. So would it be a system, though, in that case, if you are applying, if, if we brought it in that Vancouver residents, you get a discounted rate or you can get, there are different rates for that, would you have to provide, though, proof of income or say how much income you have to qualify for the different rates? Well, that's the kind of thing we do already. So that's, a, I mean, that's the good part of this, of it makes it a little bit easier from an administrative point of view because we already have a mechanism for doing, for dealing with people, you know, dealing with that kind of an application. Um, we would also have to prove Vancouver residency for, for someone, but a driver's license would do that, I think. And would, is the idea then a universal pass, so not park specific in that you can get one pass that's good to go to any park in the in the city? Well, that's one option, yeah. I think, I mean, I think there's a variety of ways of cutting into this. Um, and, and, and I don't... You know, I, I think it's always important to look at, you know, are there going to be consequences? And, and right now, I think, um, you know, we should try to examine what might be the consequences. So it might be that it would be something that would be just for weekends, or it might be something for, you know, a certain number of parks and not all of them. I don't know yet. Um, some people uh, ask me, make sure that you, you know, um, make it possible to get these for just one day because, you know, they drive a, um, if they go to the beach, they take a car car share. And if it's attached to a car, then that makes it difficult. So I thought, oh, you know, there's there's many different variations possible in this. So it'll take a little bit of exploring. But it's something that's done in a lot of other communities, particularly, you know, big tourist areas that uh, where locals can feel that their own tourist attractions are kind of cut, shut off for them. So other places in the world do this too and have a preferential rate for locals. Right. So there would still be, uh, the board would still be making uh, the money as it does depend on a lot of fees and charges for its budget. So you would still be making this, the, the bigger amount from tourists. We certainly, yes, we would. We would. Um, it partly recognizes that Vancouver residents already pay taxes here. So we're, they're already contributing uh, in a way that tourists are not. Um, so that that's why one of the, you know, that's part of the rationale for giving them a bit of a break. Uh, is there a number being floated around or what you think would be reasonable for a Vancouver resident to pay to access the parks? I don't have a number, no. Um, uh, I mentioned that, you know, what, what people pay at Jericho for a season, um, and they could also pay that, I think, at Spanish banks if they wanted to buy a season pass. But, you know, I don't know if it would be in that kind of ballpark or not. It would, if it covered a lot of different um, and included Stanley Park, it might be higher. But um, it would be still very much uh, worth it for residents if they are frequent park users, uh, given the daily cost of, of parking. Right, because as it stands now, I guess for some of the parks, uh, Queen Elizabeth is it? It's thirteen dollars for the day. That was the proposed amount uh, for Spanish banks. Uh, that's th- right. That's not going ahead. Does that seem like a reasonable amount? What thirteen dollars a day? Yeah, it's not a bad. It's not. It's not a bad amount for parking. Um, um, I think that if you know, if going, if you're taking, a lot of people go in. in Groups down to down down to Spanish banks and have big picnics. It could it could amount it could add up, and certainly people were identifying it as as a major barrier 
to them being able to go to the beach. Um, and that's so really that I'm really trying to address. I don't, I don't think we should be putting barriers in the way of people going to the beach. Uh, so let's see if there's a way that we can address not only the, the beach, but, but other, you know, other parks that they said that they've stopped going to. Right. And it, and it is. I think that's the thing for a lot of people is that it's a, we know it's a very expensive city to live in. And that's one of the few things, especially in the summertime, that's actually something that a family can do that's a free thing. You can go to the beach, you can pack your own lunch, you can take your stuff, and it's a day that doesn't cost you anything. And I think exactly that's what I heard from people as well, is bringing in going from zero to $13 a day would actually stop people from going. Yeah, we heard that very clearly, and and so I mean that's partly why we're sort of taking a another year to look at this, and I hope that you know in in that we can say okay let's let's look at how we can achieve you know more than one objective um, uh, in in how we look at parking, uh, but making sure that we're not preventing people from um, who really you know are otherwise you know, who are taxpayers in Vancouver and who enjoy the beach. We, we don't want to prevent people from going to the beach. Uh, the board set to vote. Uh, will they be voting on this on Monday? Yes, it'll be on Monday. All right. Well, we'll follow up and see what happens on Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Glad to talk to you. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.